Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another fantastic episode of Westworld Season 4, Episode 4, Generation Loss. This episode was written once again by Kevin Lau and Suzanne Rubel, directed by Paul Cameron. And it looks like the film that he previously worked on that I know about uh, was Collateral and Reminiscence, which I have also heard is a really good movie and stars uh, Tandaway Newton. I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. It is in my <laughs> queue uh, for movies to watch. So that that uh, that definitely makes me more interested in getting into said film because this was very well directed very well written and i gave it a 10 out of 10. i am glad that i was right and wrong that's the fun that you are on the right track and even if it doesn't line up you were at least following the necessary breadcrumbs versus you know you start to go down that line and then it's like what the fuck? <laughs> like you were not even close that's when one could be like okay what am i following here then so i was really happy for the reveals of this episode i found myself smiling in some scenes uh yelling in some scenes rooting in some scenes and ultimately just like aaron paul's character caleb at the end completely mind blown at what i had also suspected was that she had won the war so oh this i can't gush enough about this episode a lot of people are saying well westworld's back you know i that's that's fine for me westworld never really left (laughs) i have i'm i'm a consistent fan i've stated before because a lot of people just love talking about how trashy season three was we just talked about that on the last episode so i'm not gonna rehash it but I have been a fan from day one and I have stayed a fan and this show has proven why it is one of the best shows out there on television and why I am such a huge fan of it even when it stumbles and falls that's I I don't think people understand that when you have seasons of shows there that's a that's a it's a possibility I mean everyone talks about the love of friends there's like fucking 17 seasons of friends you're not gonna tell me every season was great it wasn't but you're left on that high note when it was great and i feel with westworld people just want to be even with some of the uh uh podcasts that are out there they're, they're more they don't want to be uh want this to be better they want to stay in their their moment of uh petty and dislike or find more joy and picking apart the series than enjoying the greatness of the show that has to offer and and as i say with every show that i watch you know if you are really not enjoying yourself and you're still watching then what are you doing with your life because there is no reason to hate watch a television series if you're if it's horrible for you hey deuces bye wait no let don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you i I mean it's okay to just dislike something and move on versus dislike something and stay uh heavily attached to the fandom just to go around and play negative nelly no one has time for that 
Uh, there's also mention of, oh, I wish people were t- more talking about this show. I don't think that's necessary either. I mean, True Detective is a, another series I hear about, but it doesn't have this huge fandom. And I've never known HBO to have, you know, I mean, I'm sure with Game of Thrones, because that's what everybody, I- recent memory, whatever I t- talked about earlier, everyone remembers the most recent stuff, never what came before. Uh, but I've always felt that HBO has been a, a platform that rewards and is more interesting or interested in uh, good storytelling, good acting, good cinematography like that. They're they're Oscar bait. They're not. I need to bring in numbers like The Walking Dead <laughs> to be considered a successful show. They're fine being the niche and i find myself always gravitating towards their tv series i mean even when uh what's that show that came out that was like fucking phenomenal with regina king the watchman yeah the watchman came out that wasn't a super hype show that everybody was just talking about and this that and the other thing no and if it was it was for 2.2 seconds and then people moved on because hbo also attracts a certain type of viewer it's not going to attract those people that are that don't want to use their 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 brains to put things around which that's fine not judging that whatsoever uh but they do take you on more introspective journeys and it's going to attract that more uh introspective crowd versus those that are uh you know still thinking that stranger things is the best thing in the world and i'm not shitting on stranger things <laughs> clearly i'm doing that show too you've heard my reviews if you have uh but it is a different type of judgment of television i can't judge stranger things like i would westworld and because of that i have to when you're looking and judging televisions you have to switch your mindset into what the focus is what the artists and directors and so on and so forth are trying to communicate with us and i think this season the first four episodes they've been just building upon this layer of really great storytelling by pulling us in emotionally more so than we've been in a really long time into the depth of what i long suspected the story was going to pan out you know you have the more cynical people that probably wants it to go a certain way you have those that are like me that ha- wants it to go a certain way and there's probably those that are in the middle and that's fine as well as long as it is consistent well acted well directed <laughs> and well written all of those combinations together just uh just really exploded in this and of course Maeve my fucking favorite character since day one I know some people are I don't know why over Maeve so to speak maybe because they just don't like the fact that they have their own personal reasons which they don't want to deal with or understand or just I could see some people feeling well she's been the on a pedestal since day one which is absolutely not true but um i i really i have a hard time understanding and i've tried listening to conversations of the people who are just like i'm over mave i don't see why (laughs) but to each their own but for me mave has been the heart of this series since day one 
I think if people just expected it to be, unfortunately, in this world of 2022 and this uh, kind of culture that we're in right now, that the female white protagonist is the protagonist. And that's not been the case or scenario to the point that even some people <laughs> disregard that Chaloris is even Dolores. Which let's go ahead and put that to bed right now. I think that there is just some confusion. I even heard it on a recent podcast that I I respect and enjoy, and I'm still like, where, what, how are we still thinking that's the case? I think it's just something pe- some people run with, and they just they never go back and check. But no, there is no hell in Haloris, Shaloris, Charlotte, and Shaloris, whatever you want to say go back watch that season end of season two i know it was a really long time ago but the scenario played out i think it's also one of those confusing things by season three where people started regurgitating a falsehood and then it became the truth which that's history will teach us people do all the time (laughs) so for clarification's sake so i'm not really shitting on people for not getting this part it's just more hey let's reconceptualize that idea guys no it is not a version of hale and dolores that never existed okay the forged data that was secured away in the sublime with the rest of the hosts which means they didn't have access to that information for them to recreate a charlotte what happened is bernard killed dolores Dolores uh, was then brought back because he made a body of Charlotte and he put the pearl in her head and then she went down to the parking garage while Charlotte was smoking and shot and killed her and took her place. She then smuggled out five pearls which were copies of herself. Six including the one in her head got on a boat went to bernard's or arnold's home created her own body put her prime pearl back in her body put one of the pearls that she had in her sack actually i think it may have been four because one of those pearls were bernard uh put that one though a copy of herself in the body of shaloris that's all she did and then shaloris went into the world fell in love with the family she had dissonance because here she is hating this woman but she begins to understand her as a person that she's more complicated the way in which dolores was dolores had a love a loving side and a want to see the beauty in the world but she also had her wyatt side so to speak where she had a disgust of the world and she assumed everyone was going to fall in line but unfortunately they did not all do so particularly with Shaloris because of her personal battle with Sirach and the fact that she had something to lose versus the rest of the Dolores that were pretty much ready to be uh self-sacrifice for uh putting in place the resistance that would exist now a lot of people were confused on that too with the resistance which I understand uh because that part was a little confusing even for me in season three but dolores had already started this resistance movement 
all Caleb was recruited to be was the leader of said resistance but everything like their the money that they have the resources all of that was put in play by Dolores Prime which is why when he contacts them why he has those connections they were already built in from the time she escaped Westworld to the time she recruited Caleb for him to lead that particular revolution I also think that some of that storyline wasn't built up properly for that reveal which is where it fell apart but those things were put in place that's why you see the maze symbol why is that still around why is that used for the resistance it's used because that is what dolores prime gave them as the symbol of said resistance which is why we know that the resistance is trying to recruit christina in the future and waking her up and using that maze to wake her up just the same way that it was used to wake up the host but it all is this symbol that was accidentally used in the consciousness of hosts that was spread around and it's ironic that it's now used as a symbol for the humans to get them to awaken i don't think all of the the hosts in the future are humans i think there are some ariana debose's character who is maya there was someone who made a complaint and i'm usually all for oh yeah 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 make sure everyone gets their due but sometimes think about what you say before you say it because to say that this show should have treated ariana debose because she won an oscar uh making her a better character than a quote roommate as if somehow you winning an oscar doesn't mean that you can't play any other role that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my I mean go back and look at the oscar list everyone didn't get an oscar winning you know uh lead actor role after winning said oscar so that's a silly thing to say already but this show was filmed before she won said oscar so i don't know how they were supposed to be like yeah let me treat you a certain way like that's that's uh that's a stretch i get where they were going with it you may have expected more i didn't even know she was oscar winner though i didn't even know who ariana debose and still don't know who the fuck she is i I read a little bit about her but don't assume (laughs) that everybody just knows and expects a certain character to be treated a certain way because they have now been recognized by the academy uh I i think that's a little pretentious but i do love the fact that we saw at least what everybody at least i got an inclination in this episode with the acting that's so so superb that i'm supposed to be watching but what i really love and i know we're eventually gonna get into the recap (laughs) of this of this season thus far is that we're focusing on the characters that we need to be focusing on that are i always felt that way with westworld we get a little lost with all the side characters and the ones we are only temporarily really focusing on but i think the whole it's always been bernard the woke host so to speak right bernard mave dolores those have been our primary uh call them what you want the son the father the holy spirit whatever the case may be that has been our awakening story since the beginning that we focused on and the man in black to a certain lesser extent due to his being the only human that really had a huge role in this the way it's now coming full circle where 
we have caleb who's the human who's now the host which we find out at the end of the episode that is going through that same mirroring like journey and they're doing a really great job of mirroring different aspects of the show to show that we are trying to create a parallel world that's what i'm seeing right now in front of me not saying all of my predictions are 100 percent because clearly they were not there was no fucking going on but it was even more beautiful than that base primal thing but i always suspected that it was about an intimacy between caleb and Maeve and not oh well he's a host because that's interesting no it's interesting once you go through this emotional journey and then you find out he's a host so enough about me uh rambling 17 whole minutes <laughs> into the review but if there are things i wanted to also get off my chest I feel as if I came off a little harsh in the last podcast, but I think I read a lot of YouTube comments (laughs) and some of them are just like, there was one that says, I hope that Caleb and Dolores get together. Explain to me. Explain to me. And that was after this episode. So there is a little bit of, I think, a skewed watching of this show that goes on that I can't help but bring to the forefront because it's clear what it's um based on (laughs) for whatever purposes but hey i mean Maeve got a major l last year Uh, as far as her characterization she was pretty much neutered so i don't think it is uh without precedent that she would take a much larger role in this season after being uh, such a small role in last season and anyone who can't see that or feels a certain way about that um wouldn't even be thinking about fairly these two actresses that play Maeve and Dolores they both make the same amount of money (laughs) to play their roles They're, they're they say supporting actress but they're both lead actresses in this series and you have to respect that rather you like that or not that's up for you and your your life but it's not a fault of the the series whatsoever where do we want to start with this episode i think we're going to go to christina first i'm not going to go scene by scene as i typically do because i did not have time to really do the notes like i did in the last uh, few episodes so we're going to break down the christina arc first we see that she is starting to wake up from her loop so to speak because she's overslept she going into her second of four sick days for the year (laughs) her friend maya comes into her room she's been painting all night she says she couldn't sleep they both have been suffering from these nightmares and it's only until you you take in what shaloris is saying when she's speaking to caleb a little bit later you start to get an idea oh shit this is what it is now a lot of people did point out that this was in the future i think that that was a pretty safe bet uh i also like the pacing of the reveals like everyone's like oh that's frankie that's his daughter in the next episode they're like yeah that's frankie that's his daughter (laughs) they're not leaving it up to the imagine like they're giving you just enough to speculate and then they're either going to answer the question or they're going to disregard or they're going to get rid of that uh, particular um theory crafting like 
Caleb is a host. Like someone even put there, I knew Caleb was a host. It just didn't happen the way I wanted to. No, then that means Caleb wasn't a host. Just admit that you're wrong. <laughs> I can admit when my theories are wrong. Just, just admit you're wrong. He wasn't a host from the lighthouse. That was exactly as I suspected it to be. But he did end up becoming a host, which I'm happy about because that means Caleb's on the show. And you know my new ship name is Malib. But I will go down with this shit. And I won't put my hands up and surrender. I know there are not a lot of shippers out there in this world, uh, particularly in shows like that. I don't even think people like to ship. They're just like, ah, oh, that's it. Da, 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 da. Why can't men and women just be fans? Why does it have to be the da, 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 da? Uh, <laughs> because some of us like to have happy stories. I, I understand that thought process. I'm not gonna say I don't get it, but hell, it's very rare we get an interracial couple that we can ship together. So while you may be exhausted in all of the shipping that you get all the time, this is still a little bit of a rarity for us in a different uh in a different category of shipping so leave us be okay don't shit on our parade just because you ain't with it it's okay you can dislike it i'm not gonna shit on you for not shipping them but don't come over here hating on my side because i'm totally shipping the shit out of them and have been since season one or episode one i've been literally going uh (laughs) this is my otp (laughs) from day one we're talking about dolores right now this is another really i'm I'm glad how this ended up because there the scene between her and teddy i kid you not i had the hugest grin on my face during that scene because this is this is pure this is what ford and bernard or arnold wanted for these hosts for their children was to find their own happiness find their own uh freedom and joy in life and it finally having that moment of them two meeting being not as free as we would want christina to be as dolores but still (laughs) closer to that than we've seen i mean that just it, it it caused so many butterflies and emotions to rise up in me because they deserved it for after everything that they've been through they deserve some happiness and she's also been drawing the tower her roommate maya tells her that she's been having nightmares as well and we know that her charloris that the children were infected with the flies and that generation was able to grow up and it looks like christina and and uh maya i think christina is the host and maya actually is 100 percent human because she talks about being in a picnic with her family flies just kept coming we were passing them off and then they came for my mother they came for my father and they came for me and this is a suppressed memory that i believe the outliers that they are the resistance are trying to recruit on their side are the people that are able to wake up from being controlled by the tower so she looks at the tower drawing i was looking at the fact that christina didn't put no bra on titty all day every day titty all day every day titty i fear every year titty i fear every year titty so much let me touch titty so much let me touch 
Yep, that's what I picked up. <laughs> uh, Maya did uh, that scene, like the the horror. That is a, a, something out of a horror fucking novel. I don't think we I've really touched on how horrific Shalora is. That's what I said. She's diabolical, but it's uh, it, it's almost like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit. What she's doing to these people, where they're they're swarmed by these flies and they're taken over and they are now struggling with these these nightmares of this horrific trauma but they don't have any correlation to what that means for them now the group that bernard was with talked about picking up a female outlier now it could be christina it could be maya but i have a feeling it might be someone unrelated but i think that that is our indication that there are outliers even in this society it's almost as if things once again mirroring you had rehoboam and sarak doing the exact same thing that the charloris version has decided to do for the future she's like oh no i'm replacing one with the other so technically the war went in her favor because she got rid of the one thing that really could have saved so in Sorak's mind i even said that in season three as much as we want to hate Sorak, there is a, a a certain benefit whether we want to acknowledge it or not to someone being up there and even when you see that one scene that he had in season three when he went to that very corrupt politician and he said look you're you've done something that can upset the balance by uh by taking advantage and we need someone that's going to keep humanity balanced and despite it being a fascist idea so on and so forth and how you see people like caleb suffering under that system it's at least that system was made by a man or should i say a human and it did as much as it was godlike and and taking away the idea of freedom it wasn't a prison in which <laughs> the hosts have uh perfected fidelity and now are turning dead people into hosts while replacing the other humans with these fly fly uh traps i don't even know what the fuck I call it i feel like every time i start to go on dolores i get pushed off but it's all rather rather connected right um because we know that teddy must have been the one that left that signal for him but it could i mean i'm still at two minds about it right teddy felt like teddy in this episode however the way she shut off so someone had to power her off when that scene happened because she looked up and they were just gone it could be that teddy still works for shaloris or it could be that teddy's love for dolores has now made him an outlier and like there was some intention of giving them their happy ending like i really do think she wants the host to have their happy ending which would make sense why she would recreate teddy because teddy is still in the sublime so until they go to a scene which they might they really might we might have some more past shit to go through where maybe the sublime was open maybe some people were brought back from the sublime i don't know but it does feel as if whatever his reason for being back it is to help free dolores not to suppress her at least 
that is what i got from the impression of their first meeting her friends like look i really need to go out she's like i really don't want to after she says her dream was just awful and she says look i need it for me and she ends up going but why don't y'all ever hang out together why is it always the need for maya to hook her up with someone else where's your date maya why is it your goal to make sure that dolores or christina is happy when i would think if you really just needed a night out with your friend it would just be you and your friend but no she brings the same lipstick as she does before she puts it on her uh she ends up dropping it teddy picks it up gives the exact same line don't mind me i'm just looking chivalrous definitely brought us back to that first moment that we saw them meet and they had their horse ride and we saw the connection between these two then they sit down and they she feels this instant draw to him that he of course is kind of playing with her flirty about oh i feel like i've known you for for generations for lifetimes and she's like oh that's cheesy (laughs) and he he understands her just going to her job and being just stuck in this loop and unable to break free but wanting something wanting adventure wanting love wanting wanting something more than what she's being offered so she's right back at the beginning except this time she's gonna get what she's offered and she ends up saying the same corny line to him and he's like oh i thought you were hitting on on me and she's like i wasn't hitting on you the whole reaction was absolutely charming now we still we know that caleb he ends up in the same place that dolores is or christina jesus but we don't know if it's the exact same time period yet until we see both interacting in the same space we can assume that it's the same timeline but it's possible that it's either sometime before or sometime afterwards we'll know more i have a feeling once we get to the next episode so let's talk about we're gonna leave of course the maid caleb man in black and shalora scenes for last and we're gonna go to the confirmed frankie and bernard time period which is i believe sometime close to the future i believe it is 23 years this is our second timeline either i don't know there this is i'm not even getting into the timeline things because i don't think i have a good grasp on them some people are still trying to tackle them but i think in some ways i'm okay being surprised by westworld that may not be the viewer journey you want to go on respect that but i personally for my own sanity's sake want to stick with what the show is either telling me or not telling me and not get too ahead of it because then i'm just sitting here spitballing and i don't want to be throwing things at the wall as i stated earlier with no solid basis on anything other than it's a theory and i might be able to clap my pat myself on the back if i'm right that doesn't necessarily mean as much to me as the show being able to surprise me but also not be so surprised that as i stated earlier i'm like what what happened 
than this last five episodes because that don't make sense to me with the bernard storyline we have jay and c debating what to do with bernard and kayla because they have information regarding an outlier they say it's a she and they need to go and recruit this person which is going to split up the resistance she c does not want to give up on this myth which he calls it i think it's a myth because there are certain things that the resistance knows about the last sighting of caleb her father which i think believe is connected to the coordinates and they've been trying to figure it out because they believe there's a weapon but it's a much more personal thing for her because she wants to find her father she wants to find his body if he died then this is where he would be and that is what the personal stakes that she is willing to put her life on the line for when she steps in front of Stubbs and Bernard and Stubbs like is this the part where you tell me we survive and he's like we do most of the time hey yo what the fuck jay's about to shoot them she steps in front of them they have a standoff until her girlfriend didn't catch her name comes over defeases the situation and says look you need someone else i'll step forward she can pursue this you can pursue what we're doing hey we can have multiple goals going and then if she turns to her girl and says look if you don't find what you're looking for shoot them do what needs to be done and she knows that she will and she trusts that she will so this diffuses the situation there's a little moment between the two that says that her girlfriend might die as she tells her not to take any risks she's like well, what would be the fun of that and that is how the two groups break off they take this huge fan in the middle of the desert that looks like a jet plane but it is a fan and they use that to dig up the dirt they also have this camouflage that they use to cover their presence from the drones that are in the area there is a few that are making the comment and this is where i go into human behavior i know it is so very hard (laughs) as an audience member sometimes to take yourself out of the equation for stop giving people more credit and understanding that these people are not infallible they're supposed to have flaws they're supposed to be people that can make mistakes and i think that just because they're all powerful there's this this idea that they can't look how long william fucked around and look where it got him that was his megalomania taking over his rationale which was making him irrational dolores had shaloris had absolutely no fucking reason to believe that Maeve wasn't dead she probably did do some initial looking for the body didn't want to waste her resources because i'm doing what taking over the fucking world excuse me if i'm going to just allow some things to just be buried <laughs> if that's what they are and dead is is that what it seems she never pursued bernard mainly because i think it goes back to that statement dolores told bernard in season three as i stated if you never went back and watched that season you might be missing some of these contact clues but dolores has always maintained that i might not survive this bernard you probably are not going to survive this 
but our species will survive this. And I think in the end, that is exactly what happens. Their species is now becoming the the new species in the world. And I think that that's going to be probably where our season five might end up. Because what happens when you have this new species of immortal man and then the people now who are going to want to eradicate all hosts humans being that and can you possibly come to this middling ground that's still something to be worked out now that it has happened we're not dealing with it happening we're dealing with it's happened now what happens after that becomes i think i just basically repeated myself focal point (laughs) going back to bernard he doesn't of course follow anyone's compass but his own and doesn't decide to hide when the drone comes so she has to run out and protect him and she's nice because i would have been like what the fuck are you doing sir but instead he picks up a beetle which is something we saw in his flashback that's the small thing that's where i was like what this weapon i didn't get what the flashes were saying but i had a feeling it was Maeve. it was Maeve, mainly because i'm going back to his previous dialogue in season two it's the first thing he said i need to go to back to westworld because there's a weapon there so the minute he said weapon to me the only time he's ever used it is when he's been referring to Maeve. so that's why i put together that correlation because it was already built in that's how i like to i like to build on my particular theories and so finding out that that was true just made sense in the context of the show as it's been presented frankie also being caleb's daughter was i think i called that in like episode two (laughs) and i'm not even gonna stunt on that like i somehow had some oral i basically said why are we introducing this little girl and if she's not going to be in the future then there's no reason to introduce this particular arc and she happens to be black and mixed so the the pieces just seem to fit together on that one it's not even a whole bunch of i know some people were saying ariana debose's character maya was somehow the little girl and i think people come up with those differing theories just to have a differing theory i don't know that anything in the damn world could have possibly (laughs) set up that story arc to be true but casting a biracial person play someone grown up biracial that that checks out and once they do start doing the digging that's when caleb comes or not caleb bernard comes clean and he says look i know that you're looking for your father she also doesn't seem to be the type to ask questions like how you know that how you know i'm looking for my father i just met you like five hours ago sir (laughs) you even called his but by name like caleb is not here i'm sorry but the weapon i promised you is and as he's pulling away the dirt we see the outline of mave aurora Panero looked uh, amazing by the way i really love what they did with her hair um they said they were doing mad max this season <laughs> in the behind scenes and i can get that feel i can get that feel to it even though mad max is not high up in my 
my watch list as maybe others but i can see the tones now that they pointed it out let's go to the meat the potatoes the the greens and the cornbread thanksgiving dinner right here y'all mave caleb man in black and shaloris i didn't even think we were i i had a feeling shaloris was going to show up this episode i just had a different idea of how it was going to go down and i'm so glad that it went down the way it was because it was even more better than i could have predicted i find it hysterical that i was correct that he must have been shouting when mave is dying i just didn't know it was going to be in that particular way i thought this was going to be much more i i knew that shaloris was going to come out triumphant in this the biggest reveal i believe though was the for me anyway was finally finding out what happened at the lighthouse it was even less it was not even it was less of what do we want to say sorted <laughs> story i was putting together in my brain which is still going to end up in fanfic however it was about that intimacy about love about those unspoken feelings i've been sensing between caleb and Maeve this entire time since episode one and then they they uh subverted my expectations by proving that this exact these this these feelings this love so to speak i know a lot of people are using the word care but i say it's a love because only love can make one that selfless as a human being is when you're able to let someone go for their benefit and him realizing that they could have and that that was real but she wanted him to have something tangibly his own because she had also had that benefit in her life and she was not gonna forbid not forbid but stop that from unfolding seeing a way in which it could unfold and choosing to protect him and be lonely and be uh, by herself you know him mentioning that comment earlier if i had known you were lonely and nobody said i was lonely but clearly she was that was a lie um that's something he had been wanting he wanted to know if what they had this entire season was something that was real something that was they never actually confronted with each other and they finally did and that it just it was so profound and how it continued to mark the story going forward just had me sitting with my pillow in my lap absolutely just soaking it all in because this was the expectation of an arc that i sensed would happen for the character of Maeve with many humans or any human it doesn't matter and it really didn't matter if it was romantic or friendship either because while I, I joke and of course I, i'm doing the shipper thing clearly the the friendship aspect of it most love begins in the basis of friendship and most people would argue that marrying and falling in love with your best friend is the p best possible thing you could possibly achieve in this lifetime so 
that's why i always crack up when people say why can't people just be best friends and there is that that happens and we're like look at amos and naomi they weren't romantic and they're super close i can actually bring up a few different relationships that had that same respect and didn't turn out romantic but often in television for the most part it either starts off completely romantic and we start down that road or it plays a lot of games but what we have and this is just a purely strong foundation and understanding of two people from two different species she realizes oh well i'm getting a little ahead of myself let's just start from (laughs) the beginning when caleb wakes up and he hears Maeve's voice i found that to be interesting since last episode we had bernard waking up and the first thing he heard was his son charlie's voice and i've been mentioning this thing about cornerstones about how Maeve needed to redefine her cornerstone and she did because caleb became that cornerstone to her i think moving forward his daughter is going to be his cornerstone but i think he also has the love of Maeve and his love for her which is what helped him overcome being conditioned because he knows what freedom is he knows what it's like to have unconditional love in his life and it sounds so corny and cheesy in a way but that also brings it back to the whole dolores or christina jesus and teddy situation because it is getting back to the basis of the of what these people were meant to offer what they were brought into the world to find and to be defined by i will say i did wonder why it was may's voice and not his daughter frankie's but i think frankie being a human and caleb now even at this moment in time him being a flied (laughs) human with the loss of his own physical control he's gonna need something that is more well that is constant and his daughter will be constant but in the in the grand scheme of things he's now a creature the way in which Maeve is a creature and that is why he heard her voice because he's going to he that's who he's really uh really kind of precipitated even the journey of him onto fatherhood he asks as they get to the lighthouse to destroy the last of Rehoboam we've seen this facility in season three this is where they were testing out Rehoboam initially before they made the better more uh because they made several machines and each was perfecting upon what came before it this was where Sorak and his brother originally was and where that one guy was brought to and I'm pretty sure killed uh <laughs> later on in the desert and he asked a very important question that i think is relevant not only to this moment but also going to be relevant at the end of the season which is what happens after this war ends and she says i suspect we go back to our regular lives and he says well what does that mean for us it's tearing up my heart when i'm with you but when we are apart i feel it typical Maeve fashion she doesn't have an answer so she says well let's just make sure we survive this to be able to answer that question 
they have a cute little moment here where he's like i spot five she's like yeah five on the outside seven on the inside because i have magical powers and he calls her a show off they are able to take out the guards you see the proficiency but also the teamwork that they have uh working together they have this moment where he arms the the bombs and it's almost like they it's like yeah it's over it's done we've done it the guards start to shoot she took off that took out that one dude with a headshot so nicely (laughs) then shot the other guy we see this continued protection of caleb so when the explosion goes off and they come out which we've seen this scene before and they're on the patio there i thought it was ironic in a sense that it turned out that caleb was defending really mave in that moment and gets shot even though she's the one that can take such a bullet and this panics her because she grabs him she sees that it's serious uh he stumbles down and he says well i guess i'll never get to know she says you're gonna have to be a little bit more specific caleb now i have said since jump because everybody was talking about how serious this injury looks i'm like man in black who is like 75 years old with arthritis and every fucking thing in the world like after season two it became very clear to me unless you get shot in the chest plate 20 times by a semi-automatic weapon you can live (laughs) i think i was talking about this when william got his throat slit i'm like i don't know why y'all acting like this show has not established now some people do are bothered and i get it that death doesn't mean death maybe the we're taking the stakes away but i feel once again that that's not the focus here it's not about who dies who lives we know we're dealing with immortal creatures it's about what they're willing to die for um that's just how i've been viewing the season i understand the idea that if no one dies then what are the stakes but we did see people die caleb died uh william should have been technically died i don't like i basically feel like the only reason why william the character is still around is because so many fans are attached to the idea of a william redemption that they felt or feel the need to give it to them even though there's nothing absolutely i can imagine that william can present to the world that you know you're so behind it's almost like you want to use someone from that was powerful 35 years 35,000 years ago to to tackle the world's problems right now it's like what what they are so behind (laughs) what could they possibly bring in their sonality to this uh whole new 23 worlds later he's there to be suffering he we it's been established in this show by now that dolores has a vengeful streak and that vengeful streak towards those that she deems fit to be vengeful for particularly william who tortured her for how many years 30 years So of course she wants to return the favor and torture him for however many years he could be tortured for and apparently have him feel all of that because some not my theory but someone said that all of that white that we were seeing was she has gotten him in such a a cryo sleep way and she injected him that he is i bet you in his mind he's probably replaying shit over and over and over in his life she keeps him stuck in a loop mentally i can totally see that as being 
Like, that's Delor- that's what you do when you fucking break someone, guys. Break them mentally and they- they become the villain of the story. And that's exactly what has happened. And that villainous streak comes with being fucking petty. But it also comes with, as she pointed out in this episode, wanting to make people pets. You know? Yeah, we- we, um... We could kill everyone. But maybe some people don't deserve to be killed. Maybe some people deserve to be flied. Some people deserve to have themselves taken over. She even said that in episode three. It wouldn't make sense to take you all over. (laughs) All I need is the people, the 1% in government. Everything else is just the flies and me taking over control. But I think once May breaks down that control, them humans are going to be pissed. they're gonna be super pissed and they're gonna be out for some fucking vengeance i know i would be but back on track uh it while i i can actually understand if people like hey i don't know if everybody's like when you saw Maeve die quote unquote this episode i can't say i don't not understand like well we already know Maeve's not dying but it wasn't even about that for me it was about that journey her when she does die it means something versus the 20 million times last season she died and it didn't mean anything i think that was the takeaway for for how i view death in this series that if it is going to be a death it needs to mean something and the added benefit of the fact that she's been gone for 23 years i think that that adds a new element to it that was missing from previously but with the fact that they brought people back so many times and it's been well they've all really been different to Lori. <laughs> that that could feel like a trope that's overused back to Mela, my girl dragged his ass down that beach she made quick work as soon as she saw he was injured and they end up stopping she ends up uh putting some pressure to the wound puts his hand over it he grabs her hand they definitely had romantic feelings for i know some people are still coy about announcing it i don't give a fuck i see romantic feelings between these two people and him even chuckling when she's like you're gonna have to be a little bit more specific you know he he gets her he knows her and i think part of him really did want to know what freedom was as well and she says you want to know what freedom's like let me show you she hacks into his limbic system now if you're maybe a little hazy on the limbic system from season three totally understand because that was kind of quickly introduced but not really thoroughly explored i'm guessing it's something like what exists now i'm guessing it could be something like what exists now because we talk about people saying you could take tabs for that but that is what it's for it's to alter your mood we saw it in genre as well if you take certain tabs it can make you feel certain things and that's what she ends up doing she shares with him one of the most intimate experiences and emotions she's ever felt which is the freedom of having a child wanting that child to just be happy there's nothing like knowing life and that's what she ends up valuing and respecting and realizing it's so very fragile and that it's worth fighting for and that is what i've been wanting for Maeve's characterization for so very long because i am totally attached to the idea of her daughter 
and that being the thing that differentiated her set her free from dolores leading to that end scene where a lot of people's like well what was he gonna say when he's like i have the one thing you don't have that's gonna it has to either be love or something to fight for right he has had freedom true freedom Maeve showed him the way or showed him what that felt like but also opened herself up to him in a way that they both were in that moment in that experience and what she felt was heaven and so i i got all a little misty eyed up on that I ain't gonna lie especially as they were holding hands and then we see the next moment of him waking up and he's got a little thing on his head because hale is there and who the voice transferred from caleb from Maeve to to hale share loris as i prefer to call her and she's monitoring his his uh his neural network and we see the infection is starting to spread what was great even though we were figuring it all out is that it's not even oh we're gonna put you with flies and you know i just control you no you're hosts i love the way she even said that i prefer the word host that girl oh my gosh she tessa thompson is killing it this season and she's dressing to the fucking nines while she doing it now from the top make it drop that's some wet ass pussy now get a bucket in a mop that's some wet ass pussy i'm talking wop 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 that's some wet ass pussy she lays it out to caleb like look you guys are the first wave that is gonna affect the world you should feel special she tells him the reason why he's alive is because well he asked about his family it's funny he never really asks about Yawadi and Frankie. He usually says my family or my daughter. And I'm not saying that he does not love his wife because I believe that he does. But as I was stating all season, you can love more than one person. And sometimes that one, you know, your best friend can be your true love, even if you fall in love with someone else or have a child in a life with them going back to what i stated last episode i think that there was a clear indication and now we know that yawadi was the nurse so she saw who was sitting at his bed for 16 weeks and wonder where that girl went and then they fell in love and but she probably has a lot of questions of what became before and he probably has been pretty mum about the whole entire interaction and what that life was before and who that woman was and what she meant to him and that's probably been something that's not hurt the relationship but something that's been between the two of them that lingered and she says that his family is safe for right now still alive out there in the world i believe that she was trying to get them to make him even more compliant infect them as well because once i mean i think she just wants the whole human race under her control but i think her plans for caleb were always a little extra special (laughs) if you know what i mean like you're gonna be one of us eventually even if she didn't think it in this moment i think that by the end of the episode she definitely was like probably after hearing that conversation that she was creeping on in the back seat (laughs) or in the in the in the boot of the hooch truck (laughs) like oh i don't think she suspected that their story was a little or their connection like she knew that something was up because she's like you seem to want to keep saving this one's life 
and i don't fully understand why that is but i think after that conversation she does and i think that also may go into why she keeps him around because why not keep someone around or why not keep that ace up your sleeve as i was saying last episode it just turned out a little bit different she asked him like 20 times you feel it now (laughs) you beginning to understand Maeve meanwhile realizes that William is one of us but he doesn't say us he says you just you by the way I killed all your friends so Lawrence who was another Dolores host I'm guessing Hanaro which I don't even think I needed to know what happened to her I don't think she even needed to come back Uh, clementine's the only one i even give a fuck about and i am gonna be beyond pissed off if clementine ends up being fucking killed by Maeve, (laughs) because that's the only way to set her free from being used as a pawn in a forever scheme because she always seems to be used on the other side and i truly believe once again that has to be a fuck you or it could be that well no because we didn't see lawrence I feel that they choose who they want to and do not want to or it could just be the actors that are coming back and not coming back but he does say i've eliminated everyone but he doesn't say if everyone has been put on their side like clementine i have a feeling that they haven't i think that we saw even in season two though that dolores took clementine and used her and continued to use her (laughs) and her army despite the fact that she was in Maeve's camp so whatever value she saw in her she continues to see in her and and I think she doesn't act as if she's sentimental herself but I think there is some sentimentally sentimentality to her and that's in the form of keeping these quote-unquote pets around of even her enemies and also could be why she didn't decide to dig up Maeve because someone else is bringing that everyone's bringing that up well how's she stupid to leave Maeve there I think there's several reasons for that but we'll get there when we get there the man in black and Maeve get into another tussle where he of course is physically a little bit more stronger than her and she is still a woman <laughs> and they both are hosts so they're on the same playing field now and she ends up getting away and he gives chase now i will say the critique to this scene even though it just didn't matter to me uh was the slowness of which he was walking and how she was getting away like he could just shoot right now and you know that would affect her but i think that uh they just wanted the scene to play out like this and i'm fine with that she gets into the room with the tower and she hides like he didn't even look very hard in that room either but i always said that the man in black was a little thick and he underestimates people because he get in my mind william had been playing a game that was in his stakes where the stakes were in his favor i should say for fucking 35 years so of course he's walking around still like the the stakes are in his favor because that's what he's delusioned himself for 35 fucking years so I, I don't i think people give him more credit at least i never gave him as much credit as everyone else did because in 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 the, in the reality game he really isn't as powerful as he he 
wants to uh believe himself to be like even when he walked out season three talking about, i'm gonna take them all down take all the hosts down i think that's true and appropriate i think that still is gonna be the thing for season five as i've already uh stated don't know how that's gonna be with his geriatric ass but with a host version of himself on his side that could work just don't know why it has to be william but he wants to be the savior of mankind i think he's gonna get his chance but him walking around like an old man because that's what he is you only are what you are (laughs) and he tells her you're just gonna hide like a little child as if you really are the boogeyman because didn't she point out 20 times i keep whooping your ass and you keep coming back for this ass whooping i'm a wig splitter i'm a tall figure i'm a unforgiving wild ass dog you gonna learn today he does mention that mave cannot hack him cannot hack him because shaloris did some upgrades but as i stated earlier uh and i'm so glad because there's there's still a lot of commentary and i don't believe it that she just uh allowed her i think no she was really using her powers i don't think i think it did line up she was watching how things were unfolding the way they needed to unfold but to say that she couldn't get into the system i'm glad we had this scene because it absolutely proves she can get into the system and maybe eventually she can overpower those those new upgrades she supposedly uh gave them i think that it it could be a good uh power because it makes it harder for her and i like that component of it but i don't think that it's an ultimate you're not going to be able to eventually figure this shit out if you're properly motivated and she is because she got to go get her bay caleb and what she does is she, she turns off her audio and then cranks up the machine <laughs> so fucking loud so that the hosts hear a tone and uh, i love the way this was even filmed be that silent moment to show the juxtaposition and you see the man in black holding his ears and even charloris and she's able to uh to cause a massive seismic explosion that breaks a whole shit ton of glass which was an amazing effect to see and lands the man in black right back on his ass even though he gets right back up terminator style rather love that i'll be back caleb takes the opportunity to get a nice sharp piece of glass and pull it put it to charloris's neck they take her hostage the question would be why not just kill her right now but she is still way more valuable to understand like she's already set things in motion so of course you're going to want the one person who set things in motion (laughs) to at least the opportunity to interrogate them Maeve shows up and she says and here I thought Wyatt was the evil side of Dolores I told you that bitch crazy Caleb tells her immediately I've been infected with this thing she he wants to know how to get the fuck out of his head Shaloris ain't willing to give up some information but they know that they need to stop whatever is happening from happening so they get into the elevator as we see a whole bunch of flies in the background so they are carrying the the parasite they get back upstairs there's a copper still looking for hecky <laughs> Maeve just knocks him the fuck out and says uh not today satan not today he needs some milk while they're in the alley shaloris tells me that she could have had her freedom she could have survived this she still could have survived could survive this because 
she has uh the machine has been turned back on and people in the park you see a few humans who get that cue because they put their hands to their head it was actually two of them that are then instructed to kill them she says you're never gonna get out of here not with all my people she's like bitch i know this park better than anybody and if anyone is gonna get the fuck out of here it's going to be me and you see that she just walks through the storylines as they play out she knows when when, how to influence it at first i thought she was just controlling the host but i don't think she was i think she just uh was like look i know how to navigate this place and she wasn't even phased even though kayla was like maybe problems in the background she's like just keep it moving keep it moving she tells the one dude she's about to steal your hooch and they find some transportation that's when charlotte has made that comment you know this wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been so sentimental caleb's like what are you talking what is she talking about just don't listen to her baby Charlora says the parasite is going to take over Caleb soon. And Maeve tells her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm so tired of listening to you preening about your plans and shit. And when Caleb is walking through the streets, he's unable to resist and he picks up a weapon and points it at Maeve. What's curious is Maeve doesn't do much to defend herself in this moment she just says caleb she shakes her head they have eye contact she shouts no just before a human comes up and stabs caleb he's like god damn it how many times do i need to be shot or stabbed in the side oh shit here we go again may's response had me dying she shot the one guy uh but we didn't see any blood come out because her guns can't hurt humans so that was a good indication that this was a human and then she turns around <laughs> and takes Dolores and knocks her the fuck out by just <laughs> cracking her head up against the truck oh i think that i found myself an annoying bitch please shut the fuck up she tosses her ass in the back caleb's able to get up and get in the front seat stabbing will get you out of a trance to kill someone and off they go they make their way to a construction site but on the way is when we finally get the big revolution or revelation about the nature of this particular relationship how impactful it has been on both characters and i think there was genuine hurt and i'm glad that my second look was right (laughs) like you keep bringing up this shit because you want to start talking about it (laughs) no matter how much my face says i don't want to they're both due to this very mirroring circumstances brought back immediately to that moment you see her concern uh, that he might possibly die as she's driving the anguish is all over her face as she's remembering when they were on that beach we see him in the hospital she does get him there they're working on him and she's watching because it looks like he might die in this moment and that has a significant effect on her 
that propels and i think that moment from the moment you know she tapped into his limbic system and answered his question i mean yeah of course we just had this the the closest moment ever and then you just disappeared on me of course he's gonna be like what the fuck and so yeah so you're gonna disappear on me again and she says typical use the gravity of the situation to dredge up the past and he's like seriously Maeve I need answers Kiki do you love me are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me cause I want you and I need you and I'm down for you and she reveals that she didn't leave him she didn't disappear i sat at your bedside for weeks fearing the worst i confronted something i had never confronted before mortality the finality of death and your kind you asked me once what a regular life would look like for you I saw a vision of how it could be for you to be free. It was extraordinary. Our kinds are locked in a perpetual struggle. I wanted you to do more than fight to survive. I wanted you to have something to fight for. I had already known the love of a daughter. And I planned on spending eternity holding it dear. We've been alone for all these years. I knew that if I stayed put, no harm would come to you. You deserve to have something real to hold on to. That's why I left. And it would have been fine, except one day I got curious. So I reached out through the grid to find you, and... That's how hell found us. let's just throw all the oscars at her because she deserves them all <laughs> this scene whoa this scene this scene got me for real for real because it shows a selflessness in Maeve that truly encompasses the human spirit the best of the human spirit it's what ford saw in Maeve why he chose her to gift this great power that he would not give anyone else no one knows this that the park he, no one was to get that data but he gave it to Maeve because he saw that she was the hope for humanity that she could be the hope for humanity and also his weapon because she was and is able to make those com those connections and she made that connection with him and you can call it friendship if you really don't want to see the romantic or don't see the romantic aspect of it that's fine but it is still 
a love of a human of someone that she felt was worth protecting worth giving a life she saw a possibility right you know she has bulk up perception you know she has all of those things and she probably sensed here is a connection with someone that you can create a life with she said she had a vision now we know she ain't omnipresent but whatever <laughs> uh that that kind of because there's still some that are like well what else happened with the limbic system i don't think anything else did happen i think sometimes it's hard to accept that it is what it is like the easiest answer is the answer doesn't need to be anything else it doesn't need to be overly complicated that's the thing you complained about and yet that's exactly what happened it was this um this realization that your species and now that i've known and loved someone in your species that finality of death in you like i could not accept that i felt you deserved better i saw a path where you can move forward and i knew i needed to remove myself for that because as long as you were with me you were always going to be in danger and you i cannot lose and so she chose an isolationist existence so that he could have his freedom and you see how that impacts him how it hits him he does want to protect his family he does care so much about his daughter but when he was flashing back he only saw his daughter not his wife i'm just saying it was it was uh maybe said i'll get you back to your wadi <laughs> i know i'm being i'm being funny right now clearly i i think it's clear that i shipped it to i mean i've said it as much um i like the character of, i think i said that last episode i like the character of Yuwadi, uh but everyone isn't your soulmate and i think when it boils down to mave and caleb are more soulmates but the beauty of the life he created with Yuwadi still has meaning, still has importance, still is worth fighting and protecting as well. So they don't need to be mutually exclusive at all. And she promises to get him back to his family no matter what. And I think she's going to be real pissed off when she finds out that Haloris killed him. But I think that it's going to, that connection that they have is going to be the saving grace. <laughs> um because it is going to bring them back to each other and then there's also the frankie element as well because his last words which we'll get to i feel like i keep skipping ahead so they get to the the construction site the man in black is already there there's still people saying there's multiple versions of the host version of william i know i have not seen any evidence of it i went back and watched last episode I don't know maybe 4k screens depends on what your color settings are but there was totally blood on his uh on his shits <laughs> that said it was the same guy but you were in this room that we see from this perspective because it's a set piece that doesn't look like a maze to walk through but i'm sure you can find a way to cut somebody off if you do a different way and different path to go so that it wasn't out of the, the realm of possibility to me him getting there he woke up immediately after the explosion he might have i mean for all we know he can connect the mesh network he can connect with hail and that's how he found out i assume that's how he found out where they were 
or were going he was tracking uh or he just knew that this was a fucking place that you could go to to contact someone i mean it's not like everything in the world is out here now there is this i might be wrong theory as well because i did not think and i still say it's absurd but (laughs) stick by that concept idea uh feeling behind it anyway that the new york is a park and it's not new york that is put back on the table i can't pretend that they haven't put something in the show that get like before i don't feel like there was nothing that indicated it but this whole when you saw the construction site and it said more it said more construct something to that effect that think more things were being built right um could they have built another new york i don't know why that would be necessary but it at least has something in the show that you can point to but it's still very sparse to me on that theory they get there um he asks an important question you still trust me with her despite what's happening she says i do uh he she's like i just did actually she's like i'm gonna handle man in black and they two get into a shootout and clearly they both are stormtroopers because neither can hit each other <laughs> as he takes uh, shaloris up into the shed the way she kicked over open that door i don't know everything about what shaloris does i stand on an evil level <laughs> it's just great she's so freaking dolores it's not even funny she's that's the thing we're not seeing charlotte hell we are watching dolores in charlotte hell's body and i never forget that which makes it ever more enjoyable because i felt like uh dolores should get her revenge on i had no beef with that that felt right more right than i choose to see the beauty in this world at the last goddamn second that never felt like i don't i don't know what could uh i guess you could put it like i've made peace with it by saying teddy's death fucked her up and that's what really changed her mind but it just did not seem that way at the end of c it just it it didn't shaloris did have some looks which was her surprise at the resistance and i think that in the future is continuously a pain in her ass but i don't i think she underestimated because she was like off the coast of and she kind of gave a look like what do you mean (laughs) off the coast of she didn't think that her people were in vix his people were in vicinity but when they heard you know we lost carver but your family's safe either that really was her men talking to her uh talking to him and they were fooling because there's a lot of confusion at this last scene and i understand that confusion but i watched it eight times and from what i could pick up on is that everything that occurred was real it wasn't fake it was just like any other fidelity host testing you start at your memories all the way until your memories no longer exist so she's trying to get him over the hump of his own death right because that was the big hump previously was why fidelity didn't work because you couldn't get like once you found out you was dead you started deteriorating falling apart the technology wasn't there yet but 23 years in the future perfected by a host it is there that said he did send the coordinates that part i believe i think he did get the transmission about carver as well as his children being safe that would make sense that they would probably find someone else in the resistance i gotta think frankie got somebody or not frankie uh Uwadi got somebody's number 
however i don't think the resistance ever got there to get caleb but that is how they are aware of this being the vicinity of the area where caleb was last seen i have to believe that because that's what inspires the future then he starts to be mind controlled once again by charlotte and she tells him to pick up the gun tells him to aim it at Maeve, tells him to shoot her and you see this moment where he might do so but he comes through is unable to shoot his love and shoots the man in black instead and she's surprised like how are you able to disobey me this could also potentially be why she keeps him around as well because he is an outlier and it seems like outliers are a problem in this future could also be that his daughter this is theory time kind of theory time but his daughter could also have been infected at some point but she herself like her father being an outlier was able to defy her uh her mind brainwashing able to wake herself up and find her own consciousness and it could be that she's been doing such fidelity tests not just because she wants to keep caleb as a pet but because he would be an effective because he can't she can't control him right at this point so the flies are not in him she it's not like the rest of the world by making him a host and fidelity testing him it is to use him as a weapon as in a sense but mainly probably to learn from him and why he was able to uh was able to disobey her was able to break free and he says i have something that you don't he doesn't say what that is but of course you have Maeve uh, staring back looking at him uh with that smile on her face so i mean the show was being very clear <laughs> there were points where it's like yeah caleb's daughter you saw him looking at frankie and in the next scene it cut right to adult frankie before we knew her name i think the show's being pretty damn intentional now they could be fooling us of course but if everything's just to fool you then what are we what are you watching like that's just choosing to watch tv a different way i have to at this point uh believe that it is the 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 good old testament of love of a daughter and i think that also is that little bit of acceptance of that love and understanding that he has that love in return from Maeve. and it's a selfish and selfish not self well it is kind of both type of love because he finds that out too like uh that's how i hell found us it's because of my own uh, her, her sentimentality her need to reach out to him and he just kept saying you were alone for so long like that you know the idea of him her being alone really bothered him because he would have wanted to be with her even if it was for that friendship factor but even that he wanted her he wa- she wanted him to have that freedom that unburdened life that he was able to have with his wife and his daughter but as i stated earlier that feeling that that bond they have still was a through line and that through line is is in having that peace at that was really i think truly because before he got that explanation he was about to shoot her in the middle of the street Uh, i truly believe that before he got stabbed but now he he's unburdened he has the full freedom he needs he needed to hear unfortunately the bitch that won't 
die man in black shoots mave in the chest which is a pretty mortal shot and he also tells her that you're gonna die in the park by my hand because that's something that he has had a heart on for i kind of felt that i mean i understand the revenge thing but really (laughs) so i get this is gonna be the last face that you ever see like when did you hate her so much and he stabs her with his knife now i'm wondering if she gets his knife because it's left in her and she doesn't actually kill the other man in black because i was totally wrong about that part and but i was right about the fact that man in black was going to kill her in front of in front of uh, caleb and that's what was causing him a major part of distress not only that not even because he does kill her in a sense but she arms all of the the explosives around the site caleb's like mave no but she promised him she made him a promise and she ends up dying so that she hopes that he will live and that scream y'all that scream they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine you just can't get into it because they would never understand even afterwards he dozed the fuck off (laughs) and still came back to Maeve she's gone uh I ain't gonna lie that twirl that Shalores did in that chair (laughs) I wanted to not laugh so hard but I'm like you fucking bitch you fucking crazy man you sound insane do you realize that you should be medic she was enjoying the shit out of herself but this is a recreation once again there's some people who are still like may need to watch a few times and i totally get it this is a confusing scene everything did happen mave died (laughs) that's why they're at the construction site right there he ends up dying that's the part he doesn't remember that i think he needed to get past per the fidelity test because she drops a lot of truth bombs after he thinks that it's the team coming but we hear the dis- the the garbled sound of them saying we're almost there but we see people that are there so they are wanting confirmation from caleb but caleb never responds back and the people that end up showing up are shaloris's people and they kill him finding out that he died at this moment was uh very shocking (laughs) very very shocking but also makes a lot of sense like the first time he has this near traumatic almost died moment and he was saved in this moment he actually does die and i think that that makes a lot more sense story-wise because he even says i don't give a fuck what happens to me i won't have a world where where she is controlled my daughter is being controlled by you which is leads to the horror of what he finds out later on and i just realized as i said that they don't control people like the other hosts but she could possibly think to control the house but come on now it's made you might have control a little bit <laughs> but it ain't go it doesn't seem that she like doesn't say seesaw motor functions and gets him to stop or anything like that so i wonder what that level of control is so i guess i can't say she doesn't have any control because that hasn't been proven yet she could possibly well have some control over him but i do believe if there's ever we've we've seen that he's able to break through whatever control she has 
if he has what he's fighting for and he's definitely gonna have that in spades so i don't fear that he's gonna be used against mave and like mave's gonna have to put him down or anything like that no i think they're gonna be the next wave uh coming her way when it comes to you about to go down it's going down for real you you going down it looks to where mave died shalora says yeah unfortunately she's dead she's a goner along with my henchmen doesn't even call him william or mib my henchmen but i could just build another but mave well she was something special and i think that's where she realizes that their relationship was way more intimate than she suspected and that's why she took some great pleasure in rubbing it in that Maeve is not so like we know that she is a singularity and there's no bringing her back and he says i'm gonna kill you for this i'm gonna kill you not today not tomorrow of course i loved seeing him all mad and ready to murk a bitch over mave but she explains do you even know where you are or how you got here and that's when the second shoe drops when she says uh, did it did it end the way you think it ended do you think you left this room because guess what you didn't my men showed up not yours because his life journey was about to be to tear down everything that she ever built but unfortunately he is shot 14 times in the chest and dies unfortunately or fortunately for me because i get to keep seeing it and now they both are immortals and can be in love forever uh it's devastating for him because one he loses the most important thing well two important things three important things he's lost his family he's lost his wife he thinks he's lost his daughter at least his daughter grew up in a world controlled by shaloris which he definitely did not want and third he missed that time he missed raising his daughter he missed being a father to her and that's something that you just don't get back those special years uh and so she reveals that she actually isn't tied up that this is a baseline for a fidelity test because she's conducting an interview we're brought to the present or possibly the present where he is in a gray uniform like we've seen many of the others in christina's world and she's over there looking like a goddamn fucking <laughs> dictator queen what the fuck is wrong with you as a person and she tells him that he is the 178th version of himself that has been brought back and that it was time for a new narrative he is absolutely appalled he runs out of the building the building is olympiad so olympiad where christina works is also the humans that are now being controlled by programmers or hosts like christina he runs out of the building he bumps into someone just like westworld like that callback you know they all get off the train station and they immediately (laughs) uh are confronted with that guy they run into 
he's like watch where you're going man and then everything freezes and she says do you see it now and he realizes you won i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna come into your house one night while you're asleep i'm gonna cut your throat this isn't a joke you're gonna die she tells him welcome to my world before two guys show up put a put a bag over his head and take him back in you see she moved her hand just the way ford did oh oh the symbology man the symbology is just doing all types of things to me and that is how we end the episode there's so much to discuss as far as theory crafting goes now with the timeline this is where i said it's possible we know this is at least in the future around the time of where christina is now could she have woken him in response to what is happening in the desert or if 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 it's like she said though if it's 278 times this is something she's already tried but simulations we know uh can go faster than those in the real world so that the timetable can still be a little skewed but i don't think by much we did see the tower he saw the tower as he ran out something other people cannot see we saw that they have perfected that technology Uh, we saw that last episode too that clearly this was the machine that was going to be attached to the tower that gives out the signal there are hosts there are humans in this new new york city it doesn't look like it's not it doesn't look like a park it looks very much like new york city but i can't take it off the table as much as i would love to take it off the table because it would make more of an impact and it sounds like she took over the world if not just new york city the world it's been 23 years i think that why do i need to make a park when i could just take over new york city and she wants the real world the park was just a uh, a tool to spread her infection so i'm still erring on the side of this is the real world uh, we saw the skyline in the back the clouds look awfully fucking real and she has a a bridge she's built to where she is at and i think that's where mave is gonna that's where they're gonna need to end up infiltrating to get to the get to the 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 orchestrator of everything caleb likely is gonna try to escape his reality because he ain't about that life man he just ain't about that life (laughs) uh it has to at some point tie back into him meeting up with Maeve and and his daughter frankie and that's that's what i'm looking forward to the most but i feel as if we're going to backtrack just a little bit in the next episode or two to show what happened in that 23 years of how shaloris built this maybe even how christina was brought into this story so i feel that mave isn't going to be a huge part of what happens next uh until we're ready to get there maybe episode six or seven but i do not expect to see mave in next week's episode and that's fine uh but i do expect to see probably caleb struggling to and it's nice though right we haven't seen a lot of caleb on his own and now he has a host body (laughs) he's gonna be a lot harder to kill 
and he has a mission and i think if he were to even know that his daughter is out i mean at least he might even have that like my, you didn't tell me my daughter was dead you told me it was 23 years uh he's of course no one wants to hear that i'm die that i'm dead i've been recreated i've been brought back at a host and my my daughter lived in this terror world that i did everything i could to stop from happening including dying apparently i do expect bernard to die at the end of the season i think that somebody's gonna find out he's a host and they are not gonna be happy about it i think that's gonna be the true divide because now that it's been 23 like i said that and and mave mentioned it too our kinds are in a perpetual war with each other and at some point you're going to get hurt your family could get hurt the humans once they die there's no bringing them back there's a finality to your life whereas hosts they still exist in code and i feel like they they don't they never felt that uh that rare flaw the rest of the hosts as you see with akichita to really care too much about what happens to the human species because they are so more advanced than the human species that technically they they would be the natural progression of the species in itself but to continue to want to save those irrational beings is is considered a flaw so Maeve and Bernard are really up against something that has already been put in place for the species of the hosts and continuing to want to make that work I think is is what Bernard wants to to salvage he wants to salvage those that can be salvaged and I think that Frankie being that bridge that was a precedent of a host and human love even though they didn't create that child together it was their bond and their love that opened up the possibility of her giving true freedom to Caleb and them both understanding now as hosts what that freedom was and why it needs to be protected uh and Frankie being someone who who could probably still more than anyone see the value in that from a host perspective knows that that was genuine because that was something her father felt i think will be very prominent going forward christina is probably going to link up with the resistance at some point i think her and maya maybe or something might happen to maya uh i have a fear that might happen (laughs) just throwing that out there for death watch because i do think she is human and that's another human character that we do have on this show we met some other humans i'm curious to know a lot more about jay and the girlfriend that's supposed to that's probably gonna die uh, <laughs> but they are throwing more humans in the equation to make us say there are humans that are probably fighting back that are going to have different ideas than say someone who was raised to have more of appreciation for the host and human connection and then christina as well i still don't think that she's a human i just said that (laughs) don't but she has been made to believe she's human and i think that's important that's distinction that's why uh the actress can say she's a human character because that's what she believes herself to be it's not a lie 
also don't know why people think before a show comes out that the showrunners are gonna be like so this is what's happening and i'm telling absolutely all of the tea before it drops because you know that's how these things work they don't i mean jesse I don't know if y'all ever watched The Walking Dead, but Jesse from The Walking Dead, actress that plays her, she literally sat on that couch and was like, yeah, we'll be here season seven, season eight. I was like, bitch, you about to be dead in two episodes. And guess what? I was right because it followed the comics. I can't think she never picked up a comic book and realized that was her fate, right? So that means when she sat there and did that interview, she straight lied to everybody because that's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to go in interviews and tell you what's happening. so i really find i i I know that you're supposed to take something you know they're they're not going to tell you the whole truth that's what i mean it's not that they ain't going to give you nuggets of the truth this just means that they might also mislead you particularly when you're going into a show that is a puzzle box so that's not shame on them that's shame on you i have talked for almost two hours two whole damn hours on a 47 minute episode (laughs) but i'm not pretending like i'm not shipping caleb and mave otp style the other otp of teddy and dolores is back i think they were clear when they said i want a happy ending everyone's not going to get a happy ending and clearly all of our characters have gone through major trauma and tragedy trying to keep the species from burning (laughs) while also trying to find some you know freedom from for their for themselves and it has been a torturous journey so yeah some people do deserve to have a happy ending caleb gets to watch his daughter grow up Maeve and caleb then get to have a life together maybe one day going to the sublime because that's still on the table I feel like if the sublime host were to even come out they'd be disgusted <laughs> that could be a whole nother war for season five there's a lot of things i think that are set up in this episode that indicate what could be for season five but i am getting way ahead of myself on that because there's really that's just wild speculation on my part so and paul brought it with the acting chops uh tandaway always a queen brought it with the acting chops everyone was on a game every single person i mean uh, ed harrison i mean he pretty much was being the man in black in this episode <laughs> and he made a formidable man in black it's like we keep getting interrupted <laughs> but uh as far as like uh performances goes those three main uh they were just outstanding and Maeve was trending as well as Westworld last night I know some people are like I wish the show was big uh bigger I think I stated that earlier I can't remember it's two hours in this podcast but I don't care I want this journey for me and me alone and I'm enjoying it I don't know if this show is gonna get a season five but I also think that it deserves a season five because it is good and we we don't have to there's some that are looking at the viewership numbers and i'm just like but guys um you do realize people stream this show as well and we do not have access to those numbers i'm pretty sure we don't so i don't even think that you can possibly and you know how some people are just used to binging now 
uh that's gonna be really the take you have to wait wait for people like i even know some um reactors that usually react to this show are reacting to it after the fact um so i i don't think that you can look at the hardcore viewership as far as the the live numbers to get a good indication of of how many people are watching this show so that's my take on the the whole ratings factor because they are significantly down but you're not going to tell me that fucking tessa thompson or tanue newton aren't being looked at for oscar nominees this season because i can't see how they can't they wouldn't be if if not nominated i'm gonna throw something at my television screen like i am i'm already done with the academy but for fuck's sake (laughs) uh and i think that the performances are only going to continue to get better so uh but this one this one right here is what i would have been submitting to the academy because aaron and tessa thompson and tandaway pretty much nailed it and i haven't seen anything that comes close and i've been watching a shit ton of tv recently um to match that all right let's stop going on and on and on and hop into the feedback Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. Um, I am here to give my feedback for Westworld episode four. Um, I just watched it not too long ago. I also listened to your podcast. Um, just hopefully that <laughs> some things will make sense for me um, before I sent episode four feedback. Um, but I'm going to just send what I can send because I know you're um, waiting on this. I will say this just since I just listened to your um, podcast for episode three is fresh in my mind. That's always been a thing with me. It's like when I listen to your podcast, I'm normally driving. And so it's like it keeps me company and I get to listen in and all that stuff because um, a lot of times that's the best time for me to listen because I'm back to commuting to work and most days it's uh, it's hybrid I work from home some days I go in office some days so um yes uh, I will say this um I mean I will give you props for guessing that (laughs) that the the girl was Frankie the lady was Frankie I don't remember Uh, I, I can't remember what was said in previous podcasts i don't even i'm like i'm trying to remember if i even listened to i think i listened to episode one podcast but i didn't listen to episode two podcast but um i listened to episode three <laughs> or i listened to some of episode two i think i don't see that's what i mean i don't even remember um i'm i'm just drawing a blank so bad um when it comes to uh this show and i mean because yeah i just don't i I mean, to be quite honest, I don't remember (laughs) what was said, um, which is why I'm glad I got to listen to this, your episode three podcast before I listen, I mean, listen, I provided my feedback, but yeah, I mean, by all means, take, you know, take props for already guessing that was Frankie. I don't remember. So (laughs) it just came to me um, when I was watching episode three. And so, I mean, you heard my thoughts. So, um, 
yeah, you know, I'd be going down rabbit rabbit holes. Like I said, I don't even remember my what my thoughts were for episode two and one. That's how much um, I can feel discombobulated with this show. But um, it's not as complicated. You, I mean, you are correct in that. It's not as complicated as previous seasons for me. But it's still, I guess, because of those seasons... I probably go down more rabbit holes than I need to, or I feel like, you know, I'm like, what's the catch? What's the key? You know, that kind of thing. So I'm always like trying to figure out like maybe there's something more to it than there probably is. Um, but anyway, I mean, they did have a few snafus in this one. Um, and by the way, I didn't, I, I mean, yeah, anyway, um, I, I guess my thing with Caleb and, Mave is I it's just so much to talk about. I mean I anyway, I I don't know. I I I I love their dynamic, I love their relationship, I love their um how they're portrayed. I guess I don't say that enough. Um but I only have ten minutes so I can <laughs> Um it's so much that needs to be go over but no I don't I never crack ship them um, but I do love their friendship. Um, I do love their dynamic and how they play off of each other. Um, so, yeah, on that aspect, I never thought of them romantically for some reason. I don't know, maybe because we were introduced to his wife and his daughter and he just seemed like he loved her. So by the time, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure um, why. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know why. Um, um, so back with uh maya is that the friend's name of course when she was talking about hey let's go out and all that good stuff and she's talking about the heard the story of her parents and then we hear later on about what hale was saying so obviously i think i'm making the connection that this is more they're in the future as well so I was glad I was guessing right on that, that but we only have two different, seems like two different timelines. Um, so mostly everyone is in the 23 years from now, um, or I think we're all there, but we're getting flashbacks from Kayla. I don't know. But anyway, um, so Christina and Maya and them, it seems like they're in the park or maybe they're not in the park, whatever. So, um, but she's, a human that was that the parasite that was infected and so that's why and but she's remembering which is not good um so she's kind of breaking from it a little bit um but not enough to where she um she gets uh christina to go out i had a feeling that she was going to meet teddy this time and sure enough it was teddy um he kind of has you know some similarities from that's why i'm thinking it's a part because he has some similarities from when he was in westworld i mean he was it was like some callbacks to him talking about rinse and repeat so basically talking about living the same day over and over then when she dropped something what was that she dropped and he picked it up so that's what like gives me the the, the like she there's like a story going on and then he was talking about the train and so it was just reminiscent of his story so and then being a bounty hunter you know it's like little mosh posh of stuff anyway um but let me see i'm trying to think of the things that 
stood out to me. So we see that it's 23 years later and Hale indeed won and that um, he, she was testing fidelity on Caleb and this was like the 278th version of him. Um, I, I hate to believe that Caleb's dead because that would suck. I feel like we, you know, I want him to be like frozen in the basement like William or something. I don't even know if William is frozen in the basement. I'm just saying because they had him in that little cryogenic thing. And so maybe they did that to Caleb. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but damn it. Um, it sucks that they that she won for now. Um, and the, yeah, this show really screws with I just so much. Um, so I'm thinking that Frankie and her rebels are the outliers um, that don't aren't affected by the the parasites. So um, I'm assuming either she was supposed to be affected or they kind of escaped her and her mom escaped and and so there's like a portion of people that either weren't affected can't be affected or yeah um one of those two um they got away somehow and they're on the outskirts of everything and so they're trying to infiltrate the tower and destroy it and our girl Maeve is the key, uh, is the weapon. So uh, that yay for us. <laughs> You're damn right she is. So yeah, so she comes back into play um, in this whole thing in that regard. Um, so I'm excited about that. And um, think, and so I'm not sure if Frankie, of course she was still covered in sand. If Frankie recognized her, I mean, they only met for a brief period of time. So it's not, and she was a kid, but who knows, you know, so much has happened and it's been 23 years. So, um, but yeah, it's so much, it's so much going on. It, I, I try to keep my brain from going off into La La Land, but who knows? So I'm wondering if they're using Caleb um, as that if, if um Hale knows that Caleb's daughter is part of that rebel because I wonder why she's continuing to to keep him around um I, I mean I understand the William thing but I'm not quite understanding um is she like an insurance policy type of thing or is she really does have a fondness for him on some level I'm not sure um, but I am excited to find out we're halfway there uh, I really I'm sorry I don't my my brain is scattered and I, like I said I just watched the episode listen to I didn't listen to all of your um, podcasts but I listened to a good portion of it um, sadly Mimi didn't um, uh, I wanted to hear your response to what I had to say and start listening. I just didn't have time to listen to everything, but I'm going to go back and listen to all of it because um, um, you wanted to get this out. So that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Look, I can carry my ship of Malib all by myself. I don't need anybody to join in. <laughs> so i understand what you mean and you you do have the that morality i am 
all i watched scandal all fucking 10 seasons so i i do not have that same type of oh well he has a wife and child that must mean he must be like you know i think that you like i said in the podcast i don't think they you they need to be mutually exclusive or anything i think that you and we do love more than one person in our lives and that sometimes doesn't mean you might not have loved someone else a little bit more or felt more of a connection with someone else and i felt that was the story that they were telling this entire time so yeah one way it was a crack shit but it really wasn't and i don't really care if anybody cares to want it romantically like i it does not uh if that's not your cup of tea that's fine but shit his wife being there was not part of the problem for me actually if it if anything it showed the great difference between william and caleb is that and it wasn't no 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 side business it wasn't the creepy i'm engaged but i'm gonna have fuck dolores on the on the train type of william story it was no i i found a love but because of uh the nature of my reality you deserve to have that in a more tangible fashion and that's what she allowed him to have uh but that doesn't negate the feelings he has for his wife and it doesn't negate the feelings he has for me so i am totally supporting it uh as far as more than because he had that life and now he has another life that he is going to be uh, a part of so they just really showed us what it was for the human caleb and then that connection and then hopefully it doesn't even need to be this season next season where that de- could possibly develop into something more or not uh well it doesn't matter which way or the other it really goes if it's romantic or not it's still a lincoln witch and i i get that they weren't really together for last year so it's not like a traditional shit but uh i was just just stated i really don't care if anybody ships with me <laughs> and i didn't mean to to put you out i just noticed that you hadn't talked much about them and i was just curious to know what your feelings were um but that didn't need them to align with mine <laughs> i think they make a really great team it's it's two people thrown together um that you wouldn't see as uh you know you wouldn't see forming the bond that they do but in the the saving of humanity they ended up finding that uh and that it's gonna probably be even more important going forward to this transitional period that caleb is in is why i have such a focal point on it uh as far as there isn't too much mystery to consider anymore i mean it's like i said what i love about the pace of this season is that they're giving us the the info right before it's like there's a, a complaint like we could have got the name of c true true we could have got her name last episode but what when you see that they just just spill all the tea this episode it's like okay well that makes sense <laughs> why they weren't keen to give us a name that this last episode because you're literally gonna get it and i think that that's a new way that they're choosing to explore the mystery with the story along with making sure everyone's not getting lost in their own fucking rabbit holes and i think that is where they had to 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 finesse the show a lot more uh and why it it's it's such a why people say it feels much more like westworld is because it did feel that the mystery is still here but they're 
they're getting us emotionally invested in ways yeah i would have been happy for caleb to remain a human but i think once again it depends on what you were feeling about this story i have always suspected from season one that this was about the new race of humans and the new race of humans is going to be a merge of the two so while i am like sad that we lost the human version i'm glad like when they showed me how we lost the human version and how we got to the it it made the transition much easier for me and yeah william is probably still in the basement frozen because that's just what she wants that's you know i don't think i think there is more reasons or we could find reasons for why hale wants caleb but also the show has told us why she would want caleb (laughs) you know dolores and mave are so fond of you i want to see what all the fuss is about i'm gonna keep you around because i am and i says when it goes to uh something behind the scenes if you don't watch those which i highly recommend people do because it gives you a little short insight from the showrunners that point out that part of the reason that Hale loris or shaloris keeps williams around william around because of a certain loneliness right everyone passes you by even that hatred you're still stuck in that and that's what you have to live for versus i think that other thing that's much stronger to live for the freedom the love aspect of it as i was stating and spending two hours talking about uh i i love the way things are panning out i love that teddy came back uh he's like you just pat yourself on the back for that for the frankie thing. to be fair everyone said it was frankie last episode i just think that that was a very uh like they they're telling you before they tell you right and if you're if you're putting that out there in the universe basically yeah it would have been and i don't know if you watched the trailer as well so you know it, it's not that I'm really wanting to even pat myself on the back for anything (laughs) truly because I feel as if just like with the timeline things it's like yeah but I kind of felt the show was already saying as much they just confirmed it in the next episode (laughs) and pretty thickly so um I don't think I have much to add to your feedback other than we you know because I talked for two whole hours glad you didn't make it uh and i uh i can't wait to see where this show goes maybe in a weapon yeah but he's just uh, she's more human than the humans and that is something that uh you, you know we say we needed to root for a human character i think humanity is what we need to be rooting for not so much a human character is is humanity in itself that thing that defines humanity because host or human they both need to have it because host or human doesn't mean they automatically do and that's where i'm going to leave it off on this podcast if you want to send feedback for next week black or couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black or magic <laughs>